Hello and welcome to the 3FA podcast. That's right. We're back. Hopefully better than ever. Really excited to bring you guys some analysis on 3FA. Better analysis than you have out there from the notes, from the so analysis, which is so wrong. Really should be the so wrong analysis. We don't have to worry about them now because we are going to get right into it. We're going to start with a little bit of news. This week in 3FA, we had a couple trade controversies. There, This first one's uh, a little older, about a week old. Uh, we had the one-week trade. Honestly, personally, no problem with it. I don't think the commissioner should be involved at all. I think it's a simple gentleman's agreement. I'm going to trade you this guy for one week. You're going to trade me that guy next week. We are going to switch that up. It benefits us both. And it's not really going to be an issue. Uh, moving forward. I know that a lot of you had issues with it. I don't see it as a big issue. I don't see it as happening all that often. It could create for some interesting matchups and some people getting screwed over. And it could even be me. Who knows? But it also could screw over the people who did the trading, which would be a lot of fun. Um, And it's not something that's going to, technically speaking, affect the playoffs as the trade deadline is before that. So I like it. I'm a fan of it. I think it's kind of fun. It's just a little, uh, you know, I understand why some people don't like it, but I don't care. I like it. Let's move on to whatever happened between Sawyer and Good Rob this week. Uh, It was odd. It was a weird trade when people saw it. Kenyon Drake, kind of a meh running back and a 12th round pick going for Daryl Henderson and a 13. Not really that much of a noticeable pick difference there. Uh, Daryl Henderson, obviously a starter, at least to a certain degree, although has been somewhat underwhelming this year. Kenyon Drake has had a couple good starts, but is definitely the number two to Josh Jacobs for those Las Vegas Raiders. I never am really pro vetoing trades unless there's clear collusion. I don't think that was the case here for whatever reason. Um, a lot of you hated it. Even the traders hated the trade, which is uh, an odd move. Um, they ended up essentially self-vetoing. And if you want to do that, more power to you. I have no problems with that whatsoever. Um, we had the New Orleans defense for the Chuba Hubbard trade. I mean, it kind of makes sense after the Christian McCaffrey trade. That was the big trade of the week. We'll get to that one next. Um, that's just Jim Bob Beepers, our commissioner, John Fanning, trying to ensure that he has all of the backfield of Carolina. Uh, The big trade this week was Christian McCaffrey for Cortland Sutton and a number one overall pick. I was in on this trade myself on the other side. Definitely had an opportunity to match or improve and get Christian McCaffrey. Ultimately, it's tough. He's a, a super talented player. But he's the last two years have been rough. He's been hurt. He's had reoccurring injuries. That being said, he was super solid for the early portion of his career, having no real problems with injuries. I just couldn't I couldn't deal with giving up a first-round pick and potentially some talent in terms of a player for a guy who doesn't end up playing for me. I have my eyes set on other running back prizes as we go on. Otherwise, it's been a pretty tame trade season. Not a whole lot to get into there. So let's head right in to some more. <laughs> 
controversies. Oh, shit. Here we go again. Only real controversy this week is Callie Gate and the amount of time that John spent with her on her birthday. Kind of disrespectful, if you ask me. He was clearly paying attention to 3FA the whole time. But then it comes out. I mean, Edwin says he's given her that D. And the real question is, is Callie pregnant and how long until the little John Fanning is in the fantasy football league? I give it 12 years from now, 12 years, 12 year old baby John Fanning will be in the league, probably replacing. Hmm. I could see Borja getting out at some point. You know, he's not that good at this. He's starting a family of his own, probably too busy with work and kids and stuff. And we'll just fade out and John's kid will step right in. So that's my pick 12 years from now, mark it down on your calendars. So I did some work this week. Uh, This is gonna be the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Not going to keep you here too long. It's always hard to go when it's just by yourself. And I'm clearly a little bit rusty on this, but I did a lot of look into the draft of this last year. And now that we're pretty much at the halfway point through the season, we're looking at how people drafted and a lot of different things. So pretty much I looked at everyone's picked, looked at everyone's picks, compared those picks to where they are currently drafted in ADP. Now this was tough to find. Obviously there's not that many drafts happening mid season. There's a ton of injuries. We have keepers in our league. But it was pretty much the best thing I could do with a limited amount of time to try and figure out how well we drafted. Then I also looked at everyone's rosters and counted up all this, like in a perfect, you know, no bye weeks. How many players do you have that you drafted that started, are gone from your roster, or are bench players? I included players that are injured or on IR as bench players for those metrics. And then we also looked at um, the overall ADP. I added up everyone's draft picks. So, you know, like we have draft pick training. It's not all equal. There are definitely some teams that were in a better position in the draft than others. You have someone like John Fanning, for example, who had a total number of ADP of 1,426. Whereas you had Good Rob, who traded all of his talent last year with a total ADP of 710, pretty much half. So his draft positioning was a lot better throughout the entire draft. And that should, in theory, make for a better team moving forward. Um, and then I used those numbers to make a draft, uh, draft projection where your ranking should be if you had a good draft and where you're ranked now and the differential. So we're going to get into that. And we're going to go, um, we're going to start at the top here with our number one ranked team, probably after this week of with Moody winning, he will be the number one team in three FA. He's definitely, definitely a strong contender for the playoffs. And in his draft, 50% of his draft are current starters on his team. That means that seven players from his draft are currently starting. That's a good thing. Only 14% were gone. And 36% are on the bench. His average draft position throughout throughout the entire entire draft was about 66. So that's what, like a sixth, seventh round pick. If you're getting those every time, you're going to get some good players. Um, He was the, after the draft, if you consider his draft positioning, he was the number three ranked person. And he's now number one, a differential of two. 
Um, but he's got problems coming up ahead, obviously, with Derrick Henry out. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire still not playing, but Cooper Cup is a superstar. Justin Herbert, who hasn't been amazing this year, not as amazing as he was last year, but is still a good player, was probably his best pick according to the pick differential versus current ADP. He got that at about a 72-point value. Some of his worst picks were Robbie Anderson and A.J. Dillon. Robbie Anderson is gone, picked him about 42 slots higher than you would want to if a league started right now, and A.J. Dillon about 46 spots higher. He is a bench player at least. He always has the hope that Aaron Jones gets hurt and he comes a main guy, and if you're moody, you're really hoping for that. Let's move on to our number two ranked team, and that's going to be Good Rob. Good Rob led the league in this category. 57% of his draft are current starters. That's the best in the league. That's amazing. That's eight players from his draft that are still there. Only 14% are gone, just like Moody, and a good solid 28% of his bench. So he's pretty much just one player better on the starter category than Moody. His average draft pick was 50. He, Like I said, his total picks was only 710. That's half less than much less than half than some of the worst players. He was projected to finish first. He's currently ranked second, was first before this week and had a tough week. Um, some of his best picks. I mean, Dalvin Cook was an easy one. There's technically technically a differential there um, as he was number one, one. He wouldn't do that without keepers, but that's really just a great pick. Kyler Murray um, was a great pick there. Leonard Fournette, another good one. Jamar Chase. There's a lot of good picks here, a lot of current starters, and it was an impressive draft. He was expected to be a good team. He is a good team, and he's really the number, I would say he's the number one contender, especially with Derrick Henry going out. So let's move on to the third ranked team coming out of draft season, and that's going to be, uh, well, the third ranked team right now, I should say, and that's myself, drop and give me Forte. Uh, 43% starter, so a little lower. 36% gone, much higher, but 21% on my bench. So I'm keeping a decent amount of players. Um, I was expected to be in second place on the draft projections, and I'm currently third, and I'll, I'll take that. Tyreek Hill comes out as a good pick, solid positioning there, gets him at eight. He's currently going around seven to eight, so that's great. Uh, Justin Jefferson was obviously a keeper. That's a great pick. He's on my team. Big starter. Michael Pittman, another great pick. Big starter. Tom Brady, great pick. Great starter. Chase Edmonds was a great pick. Now injured. That's going to be tough. Probably leading to future trades in the future, hopefully. The main issue on the team are arguably David Montgomery, who's back tonight and looking pretty strong. So the Bears are on by next week. But after that, there is a running back to replace Chase Edmonds, at least, and Gus Edwards, which. It's one of the worst picks in the draft if you look at it. Um, it sucks that people get injured right after the draft. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But that's pretty much my team. I mean, otherwise, it was a good draft. You're losing Brandon Ayuk, who's come on strong lately, but was nothing for the beginning of the year. Lost to Los Angeles defense. Don't really cared about defense. And just recently, Mike Davis, who is currently on Bad Rob's team, I believe, and it's just been a tough go of things lately. Oh, the Bears just scored. Bears are tied with Pittsburgh as we speak. 26-26 pending an extra point. 
Darnell Mooney with the touchdown, who is a player that we will be speaking about in just a little bit. So let's move on to our fourth ranked team. And this is the first time that we have a massive shift from the draft projection to the current ranking. We have Jim Bob's beepers, the commissioner who had no picks. His first pick was Miles Sanders, who's currently hurt and wasn't good before that. He had Cortland Sutton, who wasn't really that good and is now traded. Although I will say that traded players who were starting for the team that they got traded to, I do consider as starters for the point of these metrics. Then he drafted Debo Samuel. Great pick. Been a one of the best wide receivers in the league this year, fantasy-wise. Zach Moss, solid bench player. And after that, you have Jalen Hurts, Goddard, Ridley, James Robinson, Marvin Jones, all showing as positive pick differential versus current ADP. That means that they were picked at a better spot than they're lower in the draft and they're currently going, making them good picks. Obviously, Ridley's a little tough situation right now, but overall, it's a really good pick. He had 43% of his starters from his draft, 29% are gone and 29% are on the bench. And this is considering that his ADP total, the total number of all of his picks was 1426. He's in fourth place. He was projected to finish 10th. That's six spots different. That's crazy. He's one of the only teams with a positive average differential. And I should have mentioned this earlier with some of the other teams. So we'll go back and hit it real quick. I also did some looking at the average differential, how different your, how many slots your picks were plus or minus where they're getting drafted now. So we have um, Good Rob. He had an average differential of one. So he was on average one slot better per pick, which is great. The total differential was negative 4.8, which I mean, in the total draft of all four teams' picks, it was only negative. He only lost a total of 4.8 spots, which is really good when I get to some of these other numbers, such as Moody's whose average differential, his average pick was 15 slots worse than it, that player could be gotten for in a draft right now for a total negative differential of 214, almost 215. If you round up there, uh, I'll hit myself real quick. I had a negative two average differential and a total difference of negative 30, which is a good number. Uh, you'll see that you'll hear that as we go throughout this. Um, Anything close to zero is good. The higher the higher negative you go, the worse. The higher positive, the better. Um, so around 30 is pretty solid for a lot of this. But Jim Bob Beeper, six spots better per pick on average for a total differential of plus 85. He pretty much made up 85 rounds in his draft. That's how you win despite not having a first round pick. Picking for your first pick at the 37 spot and having... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven players after 100, which also Jalen hates. You want to make it eight because Jalen Hurts was at 98. That's tough. And then we're going to move right on to Romosexual Tendencies, your man Sawyer, who is the other massive changer here. Draft production put him at 11. He's currently ranked five, only 36% starters and 43% gone. That tells me that the draft... Wasn't all that great for him, but he's made some amazing moves during the season. I'm not getting into that now. I think that's going to be my analysis next week, looking into uh, everyone's pickups and things like that. But for the draft, it was an okay draft 
except when you consider that Aaron Jones was drafted 81 spots behind where he normally is. DK Metcalf, 90 spots behind where he normally is. Matt Stafford, 77 spots. Even his kicker, 40 spots. There's a ton of players on this roster that are way ahead of draft projections. You have Josh Jacobs at he's at minus 5.6, so he's right around where he's going. Kenny Galladay is the only real, real bad pick there. You could say Kenyon Drake as well. Everyone else is pretty solid. He's gotten he's trimmed the fat on his team. Um, his average differential was 19. He finished 19 spots better per pick on average for a total differential of 275. Let's move on to our current sixth ranked team, which is the Hebrew Nationals. This is the first time we see a big negative here. His average differential, lower than Moody, his average differential was minus 21. So he lost 21 rounds throughout the draft for a total differential of minus 294. So what does that get you? Well, that gets you 43% starters, 29% gone, 29% bench, and a current ranking of six. Only one different from his draft projection, though. He was projected to finish in seventh based on the draft. Some of his best picks based on ADP, Josh Allen, Devonta Smith, and kind of the San Francisco defense. Other than that, he got rid of, he trimmed the fat. Trevor Lawrence is gone. Curtis Samuel is long gone. Elijah Moore is gone, although off a big week this week. Toughest pick for him was probably going to be Tyler Boyd, who is gone. He was drafted at 56 overall. Overall, though, it's a team that is fighting for the playoffs, will be there likely, and is not what I would say a current contender, but is someone who could step into there. Next, we have the Edwin team, Edwin's Lobos. Draft projection projection put him at fourth place, and this is where things get a little weird. His average differential, his players on average were about one pick better than where they're drafted right now for a total average differential, about 13, 13 and a half. Despite this, having a good draft on paper, He's currently ranked seventh. He did lose three possessions positions on his draft projection. And that's tough. And that is really coming from people like his first pick at pick five, Ezekiel Elliott, not looking that good as that high. He's currently going at around a 10 and 11 pick almost in the second round where he was a pretty solid first round pick before Keenan Allen also disappointing, but not that much, but it's these top picks that are just slightly disappointing disappointing that really really hurt your team some good picks from him you have terry mclaurin keeper that's great lamar jackson great pick greg zerlinus kicker as his last pick was above value and even a guy like alexander madison's going a little higher now as dalvin cook's backup and handcuff although those last three players i mentioned are now gone from his team so that's really a moot point and i look like an idiot Worst pick overall, Trey Sermon. That's tough. In for a 44th overall pick to take Trey Sermon and have him be nothing, that's tough. That being said, a lot of the middle part of his draft, he has 50% of his starters. The top part of his draft are still starters, although disappointing. He hasn't made a lot of moves. He's doing okay. And I'm not going to say he's quite a contender, but he's in the running to get a playoff spot. And it's really, really comes down to this matchup. Um, the Hebrew Nationals are in right now. Let's quickly look at that. Hebrew Nationals up 74-70 over the Bonose Lobo. So that's probably going to hold at this point, barring something crazy. Um, let's move on to the next player in this. So we were just at Edwin. 
Edwin was the seventh ranked team. Where is our eighth ranked team? We are looking at. Uh, yeah, here it is. The cor- the cork sork soakers. Jeez, that was brutal. Brutal radio there. Sorry. Like I said, starting it off, we're getting better. We'll improve as weeks go on. Um, Bad Rob's team is 43% starters from the draft, 36% gone and 21% bench. So pretty much he's either you're starting or you're gone. He had an average draft position of the 87th pick for a total of 1218. Remember, we're only at rank eight in three FA and he's pretty much uh, still almost half worse than good Rob. Good Rob had a really easy draft and he's performing and that shows you look at uh bad Rob's draft. It's tough. Saquon Barkley currently injured a worse pick now than he was in the beginning of the season. Joe Mixon. Good pick solid right around the same spot, but you're not going to hate that when it's pick 18 and you're getting a good starter. That's good. Russell Wilson being hurt. That hurts. Melvin Gordon was a good pick though. CD lamb was a good pick. George Kittle was a good pick. Mike Williams was a good pick, although he's been struggling recently. Um, all of his starters came from the top nine spots. Everyone below nine, 10 through 14, all gone off his team. He went top heavy. He got it done. He was draft pres- draft projection as ninth place. Currently in eighth place probably going to end up as a seller sadly with the uh lot well he did win this week so i don't really know i wrote it on my notes i don't know what rob's gonna do he's always a pain in the ass to trade with he's always trying to like i think he thinks he's pulling one over on other people but he's really just like making it hard for everyone and probably hurting himself in the long run from his lack of trades but let's move on to mark mark currently in ninth place projected to finish in seventh place based off his draft positioning to two difference. And the main reasons why are Mike Evans, not being a superstar, TJ Hawkinson being drafted a little high and most and most and most is Ronald Jones being a complete zero as a pick in the fifth round at 52. That might be a fourth round depending on trades, but I'm not looking that deeply into that. Uh, all four of his first players are current starters, which is great. That's something that you can see a lot with good teams is that their early picks remain starters into this point of the year. Uh, some of his not so good picks, Michael Gallup, Giovanni Bernard, both gone. Well, Gallup's on IR. Bernard's gone. Russell Gage is gone. Tyrell Williams is gone. Washington defense is gone. Ronald Jones is gone. It was a mixed bag here. He has 43% starters and 43% gone. So more or less. He's trimmed the fat of the bad players, but he doesn't have enough good players. I don't think he really has it in him to have a big run, especially with Aaron Rodgers potentially getting suspended and definitely on the COVID list. Um, it's going to be a tough go for him. Quick check in on the Bears game. Uh, there's 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. The Steelers have a really, really fat holder, last name of Harvin, which is kind of funny. 40-yard attempt to win the game, though. So hopefully that doesn't go in if you're a Bears fan like me, which I know none of you are. Let's move on to our current 10th-ranked team. This is probably the worst team draft-wise, and it sucks. Uh, His draft projection was 6th, and he's currently in 10th place. And Stefan Diggs has been a somewhat disappointment. That's his number 7 overall pick. 
Hopkins has been somewhat of a disappointment. That's his number 12 overall pick. Chris Carson's been hurt. Dak Prescott missed a couple games and looked bad this week. Logan Thomas has been hurt. And that's his top five picks. Pretty much all disappointing or hurt. After that, he's got Antonio Gibson, who's been about what you expect. Nick Chubb, his keeper, who's been great. And most everyone else is either gone or on the bench, with the exception of Harrison Butker and Cleveland, who are a defense and kicker in probably the least two important positions in football. And we have the kick. It is up. And it was good. Well, the Bears are down two with... 26 seconds left on a kickoff. So that's fun. Uh, hopefully they can just get a better draft pick and Matt nakey has gone, but we can move on. Um, you know, as far as Maz's draft average draft differential, he drafted his players about two slots higher than they should have been drafted for a total differential of 33. That doesn't really seem too bad, but it hurt him. I mean, he does have 50% starters, but when, Pretty much everyone else, even your starters are disappointing on a on a statistical reasoning. It's tough to be good. Let's move on to our 11th ranked team. This is one that's also very tough. Bo knows Lobos. Mr. So Analysis. Analyzing, saying who's lucky, saying who's not, saying who's a good manager, saying who's a bad manager. I'm going to say Bo is a bad manager. On average, he drafted his players 25 spots ahead of where they would be drafted now for a total differential of negative 351. Only 36% of his drafted players are current starters. 50% of his draft is gone. Gone. The draft is pretty much a waste. He was projected to finish in fifth. He's currently in 11th. Let's look at his picks. Alvin Kamara and Mahomes, Lockett. Top three picks were good. They're three starters. They're three solid players. Lockett's tough without Wilson. You can't really control that. I'm not really going to blame that. I'm still going to call it a good pick. Then you have Juju, Sony, Will Fuller, Robert Tunyon. Three good picks, three bad picks. Uh, Marquise Brown, good pick. Hines, bad for the most part. T. Higgins on his bench has been all that great. Miles Gaston is another starter. Overall, it was not a great draft. He was in a good position to succeed. Didn't have it. This is why I'm saying that he's going to be out of the league in 12 years when he has a family and other things to do because he's clearly not good at this. His analysis is clearly not good. This is just not something that he should be doing. It's kind of embarrassing at this point. But you know what? It's nice to have people who suck in this league. Uh, last and certainly least, we have Joey V. Arthur Juan Brown got the crown. Well, a crown might be made out of poop. Because we're talking about a brutal, brutal draft position. He had the most ADP total at 1,749. His average draft pick was 124. Think about that. Think about that. When you compare Rob, his last pick was 121. Rob's last pick was better than the average pick that Joey V had to deal with. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you end up with a bad team this year. And you couple that with not making good free agent signings and not starting the right guys. He was projected to finish last. He is the last only 21% starters. That is the worst in the league. I mean, it's hard when you have, you know, nothing to work with in the draft, but 21%. Come on, Joey. I thought you were good at this. 64% of his draft is, is gone. Christian McCaffrey is technically gone, but I consider him a starter because he was traded. 
Jerry Judy, gone. James White, gone. Matt Ryan, gone. Tyson Williams, gone. Gerald Everett, gone. Trey Lance on the bench for some reason, despite not even being a star in the league. Ramondre Stevenson, gone, although he had a good week this week. Terrence Marshall, gone. Jason Sanders, gone. J.K. Dobbins on IR. Sterling Shepard, gone. The starters in Indianapolis defense, that doesn't really matter all that much. That's not a good starter to have. And A.J. Brown. So really, his starters are, we're considering it Christian McCaffrey, who's not even on his team anymore because he was traded. A.J. Brown, who's a good keeper. Very good pick. One of the better picks in the draft at a plus 73 differential from his ADP right now, which is impressive considering. No, it's not. It was just his third pick and he had just started drafting at a 107. So that's just tough for him. Uh, it's just a brutal, brutal draft for Joy V. Very embarrassing. Um, probably not a realistic way for him to get out of this. Just like the Bears with two seconds left, it's 27 to 29. They had a little run late in the game. And let's see here. JJ Watts just destroying them. So we're not going to worry about that right now. That will about do it for this week. If you want to be a guest, hit me up. I'm going to try and record either Sunday or Monday next week as well. Going to cover free agent pickups and see how those have impacted teams. Just as a quick recap, let's go through this list um, from the top of my sheet to the bottom. Good Rob, draft projection one, current rank two. I'd say that's pretty good. Bucks, draft projection projection three, current rank one. That's damn good. Bose Nose Lobos, draft projection fifth, current rank 11. That's bad, worst in the league sort of stuff. Mr. Rogers Hood, draft projection seven, current rank nine. Not great. Understand why he's just always kind of there. He's just always kind of like in the bottom part of the pack. Feel bad for Mark, you know. Maybe get some of those other pilots to help you out with some of this shit. Edwin Lobos, draft projection, projection four. Current rank is seven. Not great, but he's still in the hunt. And you got to like that from, you know, his overall draft is pretty solid. I think his issue is the lack of moves that he makes. Uh, drop and give me Forte. That's myself. Draft projection two. Current rank three. Somewhat disappointing. A lot of injuries and a lot of unfortunate weeks um, on a week-to-week basis. But I'm still... Would say a contender. Revenge of the Chub, another poor team. Draft projection six, current rank 10. Hebrew Nationals, draft seven, rank six. Cork Soakers, draft nine, rank eight. Pretty average stuff there. Joey V, pathetic at 12 and 12, but at least he's right where he's supposed to be. And then we have our last two, the two darlings of draft season. Romosexual tendencies, projection 11, current five. And Jim Bob Beeper's projection 10, current rank four. And when you consider how much that homosexual tendencies Jim Bob Beeper gave up last year, it really shows how much just being smart in the middle portions of the draft can really help you. That's about all that we have for this week. I look forward to talking to you all hopefully next week, maybe the week after. We'll see how things go. Have a great week. Good luck in fantasy. Week 10 up ahead. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs>